Welcome to Inside Muskegon, the podcast featuring Jason Pisecki. Now, Inside Muskegon. Welcome to Inside Muskegon. This is episode number 24. I'm Jason Pisecki. The Inside Muskegon podcast is a weekly show featuring interviews with community leaders and comments from everyday people from Muskegon, Michigan. The goal of the podcast is to engage Muskegonites in a dialogue about the issues that affect our everyday lives. This week's show features an interview with Kay Collins, commentary on the interview, and information on contacting Inside Muskegon. As I said, our interview this week is with Kay Collins with Lake Express. I'm here with Kay Collins with Lake Express. Thank you for taking the time out with Inside Muskegon. You bet. Great to be here. Tell us about the Lake Express Muskegon to Milwaukee Cross Lake Ferry. I sure will. Um, Lake Express, we're going into our third season of service. We are the first high-speed ferry that is built and operated in the United States. Uh, We carry 248 passengers and 46 vehicles on each one of our crossings, and we make uh, six crossings a day, so that's three round trips a day. It's a hard-working ship. Now, I understand, uh, you know, the ferry is docked in in, uh, Milwaukee now. Why Muskegon? Well, if you remember back, uh, we did have ferry service between Milwaukee and Muskegon quite a few years ago uh, with the Milwaukee Clipper, and I think a little bit of nostalgia brought that back. Share with us the experience, you know, of hopping on the ferry here in Muskegon, heading across the lake, and what are you going to find when you're visiting Milwaukee? Well, first of all, the, the ferry itself is is quite the experience. Uh, it's not your, as we, as we say, it's not your grandfather's ferry. Um, it's very plush. Uh, you have an uh, opportunity to choose from two different cabins, which is our standard class or our premier class cabin. I'll tell you a little bit about that in a bit. Um, you can have great food on board. You can have a glass of wine or beer, get up on the deck, really enjoy the, the sights and sounds of Lake Michigan. And and in just two and a half hours, you can be over in Milwaukee. And in Milwaukee, uh, there's there's just so much to do. I think this is a great experience for a lot of people in Michigan who've, who've wanted to, to experience Milwaukee but just didn't want to take that big, long drive around the lake, especially going through Chicago. So there's plenty of things to do over there. We've got great art museums, uh, Miller Park, which is the home of the Milwaukee Brewers. Of course, we're the home of Miller Brewing Company. Uh, So we've got great brewery tours, as well as we're the home of Harley-Davidson. So we get a lot of people uh, with their motorcycles going home to Harley-Davidson. And we're, uh, we almost have festival season upon us. You're kind of the festival center of the United States. I'd say that's pretty safe to say. Yep. Milwaukee is actually known as the city of festivals. So we celebrate a different ethnic group uh, every weekend in the summer, uh, starting with uh, Polish Fest all the way to German Fest, Irish Fest, and uh, even African World Festival. But the big daddy of them all is Summerfest. And Summerfest actually happens right at the same time as Muskegon's summer celebration. So you can actually experience both festivals within one week because they both run the exact same 11 days. Yeah, you could you could go out and check out some of the acts that were performing if you liked one in Muskegon one night, catch it in Muskegon, and then head on over to Milwaukee to catch someone else. So I think that is pretty cool that they're both going on at the same time. Yeah, and actually a lot of the artists are booked in both uh, cities. So maybe once in a while you'd see some of those artists on board the Lake Express as well. 
Now, what is the uh, perception of Muskegon, kind of being an outsider of, uh, you know, you're, you're linked financially with Muskegon and made the commitment to have the high-speed ferry come into Muskegon. What's the perception from the outside of, of our area? Well, you know, it's very interesting. Probably the biggest question that our customer service agents get is, well, you've got this great ship. Now, what do I do when I get over there? And I think for so long, people weren't able to make that trip across the lake. So they've got the idea that Michigan is all Detroit, that everything seems to be just like Detroit. And then when we talk to them about the beautiful beaches and the sand dunes and all the different activities and adventure to to be had over here, people are really surprised. And then when they look into, you know, the tourism information and then get on board the ferry, it's amazing. They come back with just wonderful stories. Now, how is the ferry doing uh, uh, numbers-wise? Are you meeting your expectations with, uh, you know, some of the attendance and trips on the uh, high-speed ferry? Uh, we're actually exceeding our expectations. So, um, I guess 2004 was our first season. 2005, we were about 15% um, over 04, and 2006 looks great. Um, our initial numbers show us that people are either returning customers or they're looking at that information about the construction in Chicago and they said, this is the way to go. What is the price to ride the ferry? Uh, the price right now is $95 round trip for an adult. We do have a fuel surcharge this year uh, due to the price of diesel fuel. And uh, children's fares are $55 round trip. Now, you're able to take your vehicle, and we have vehicle slots available at $130. Uh, you can also take a motorcycle, a bicycle. We've had people with kayaks. Um, or if you want to, you can rent a car from uh, Hertz car, car Rental, who is our partner on both sides of the lake. So, so for some people, it's actually cheaper to rent a car than it is to bring your own. I think where we really save you some money, though, is uh, more so in time and stress. And we've done some studies through AAA that it actually, with the gas prices the way they are now, um, it's almost a wash as far as the price, um, considering gas, tolls, and then again, like I said, time and stress. You put your own value on that. Well, there's certainly something to be said with that. And when you said uh, threw the children thing in there, I have uh, three small children, and I could definitely see getting on the ferry as opposed to hopping in the car and taking the time to get to uh, Milwaukee. It's would the peace of mind. Uh, you almost can't put a price on that. Well, the other thing, too, is children under the age of five travel for free. So think about how nice it would be to be able to um, play with your with your little baby or your little kids and, and have that great experience as opposed to having them buckled up in a car seat for a six-hour drive around the lake. Talk about the role of the high-speed ferry in Milwaukee tourism. We have been a huge hit for Milwaukee. Um, we've done surveys uh, on a lot of our passengers, and right now we're about 50-50. People are going either to Wisconsin or they're going to Michigan. But when we ask people what they're doing when they get to Wisconsin, about 50% of those people are actually staying in Milwaukee. And that number is very high for people who are staying in downtown Milwaukee. And people are staying for a long time. This isn't just a day trip. People are staying for extended period of time, weekends. So the economic impact on the city of Milwaukee, as well as what's happening here in Muskegon, is really incredible. 
Yeah, I kind of wanted to touch on that a little, and I know you're a little bit more uh, Milwaukee-centric and tuned into what's going on in Milwaukee since you're based there, but um, what's your perception or what would you think the impact has been on Muskegon tourism? I would think that there's got to be some big numbers coming across, and as the service keeps getting stronger and stronger that people are coming up with different ideas and and actually coming back more and more and this becomes a vacation getaway now a lot of people in wisconsin and northern chicago they'll go six hours up to uh, northern wisconsin up to their cabin now think about how easy it would be to jump on the ferry in two and a half hours you could spend some time on at a cottage or a cabin on lake michigan uh, right here. So I think we're spinning some great ideas for people. And, and the other big thing is the bike trails. That is one thing that we don't, we can't even compare. We've got great bike trails in Wisconsin, but you guys have great bike trails right here. As soon as you get off the ferry, boom, you're gone. What does the future hold for the ferry? Well, we are not in the business to just run one ferry. Uh, We're looking at different markets, not necessarily uh, Lake Michigan. We might look at some some other markets. We're not going to go to Chicago, though, so I'll I'll, I'll get that rumor out right away. (laughs) Um, But uh, we would like to expand, and if uh, people are booking like they are, you never know, you might see a couple more on the lake. All right, now on to our final question. You have one minute alone with a person who has never ridden the Lake Express high-speed ferry. Make your pitch to get them take the ferry. This is the greatest experience. And I think the number one thing, and it's going to sound a little bit, a little bit hokey, but if you want to see stars, this is the way to go. On a nice July evening on that 11 p.m. out of Muskegon, get up on the sun deck. It's amazing. Well, thank you very much, Kate. I appreciate your time. You bet. Thank you. The Lake Express High Speed Cross Lake Ferry is a great example of a larger metropolitan area appreciating and investing in what we have here in Muskegon. Even though their home port is in Milwaukee, the high-speed ferry is another great Muskegon success story. It has done a lot for the economy in Lakeside as well as the rest of Muskegon. It's very encouraging to see the number of Lake Express passengers has increased in each of their first three seasons, especially considering they have made a substantial investment in our community here. Milwaukee is one of those great big cities that has plenty to do and is yet small enough to easily navigate. Being a huge baseball fan, I was pretty excited to hear about the promotion they're doing when the Tigers play the Brewers in interleague play. They are bundling a trip on the ferry along with a ticket to Miller Park to check out the game. So I think what I'm going to do is get together a group of people and go over, take the early morning ferry, check out the game at Miller Park, and then head back on the late night ferry. I think it'll be a really cool time to check out Milwaukee and also get a little bit of hometown flavor, at least with the uh, local Michigan team here playing the Brewers. So with all the festivals going on in the summer in both Muskegon and Milwaukee, and Milwaukee being home to the largest music fest in the world in Summerfest, it's a great time to try out the ferry. In addition, Milwaukee is the home of Harley Davidson and Miller Brewing, which is something we can certainly appreciate being the beer tent capital of the world here in Muskegon. 
just as with podcast number 23, when we spoke to the Muskegon County Convention and Visitors Bureau, when we talked to Kay Collins, we can see how important tourism is in Milwaukee's economy, just as it is here in Muskegon. As with Michigan's Adventure Amusement Park, the Lake Express Ferry is yet another one of those things that is cool, not just by Muskegon standards, but standards anywhere. And once again, I'm not sure we appreciate just how lucky we are to have something like the high-speed ferry connecting Muskegon to Milwaukee right in our hometown. One thing that I thought was really interesting in the interview with Kay was that as where we see Muskegon as a destination for the ferry, the Lake Express views Muskegon as a gateway to the entire state of Michigan, so I thought that was a pretty interesting perspective and a great way to look at it. There's a saying that half the fun is getting there, and with the Lake Express, I would say that's definitely true. It sure beats sitting in traffic in downtown Chicago if you're trying to get to Milwaukee. There's a saying that half the fun is getting there, and with the ferry, you don't have to worry about the high price of gasoline or being stuck in traffic. You truly get to ride in style and have a relaxing trip across the lake to a major metropolitan area. So for more information and to book a trip on the Lake Express, visit lake-express.com. I'm going to move on now to the listener feedback part of the podcast. And what I'd like to do is solicit some feedback from listeners to the podcast on the high-speed ferry. Have you gone on the Lake Express yet? If you did, what was the experience like? If you haven't tried it, why not? And do you plan on going in the future? Now, the best way to leave feedback and find out the latest feedback on recent episodes is to visit InsideMuskegon.com. You can post your own comments to the site, view other comments, and even comment on the comments of others. Feedback can also be left via voicemail at 231-354-2332. When dialing, be sure to include 1 and 231 and leave your first name and city in the message. Now it's time for a little bit of editorial comment. Last Friday, we went to the Muskegon Latino Festival at Hackley Park in downtown Muskegon. And at the same time, Beauty and the Beast was playing at the Frauenthal, and the Fury had a home hockey game at the L.C. Walker Arena. All of this was happening the same week as the Muskegon Thunder announced that they will open play in their indoor football season next year at the Walker Arena. And Western Avenue was beginning to take shape with the curbs in place and the road graded and ready for paving. Downtown was a happening place to be, believe it or not, for those of you who don't check it out that often. So hopefully this was a glimpse of the future of downtown Muskegon. Now, I don't want to paint too overwhelming of a picture of what was going on Friday night, but nonetheless, it was very encouraging to see everything that was happening downtown and Downtown Muskegon is definitely not downtown Chicago or even downtown Grand Haven, and nor should we want it to be. Um, we should start to appreciate downtown for what it truly is. It's a unique experience with things that are happening already and more things to come. But with that said, downtown Muskegon still has a long time to go. Even with those three great events going on, there still needs to be more places for people to go out and eat downtown and also hang out bars and other things to do. But I think we are certainly headed in the right direction and stay tuned for more to come and keep watching what's happening there at the heart of the city. That brings us to the conclusion of episode number 24 of Inside Muskegon. For more information, visit our website at InsideMuskegon.com. Inside Muskegon is produced by Jeremy Sear. For Inside Muskegon, I'm Jason Pisecki. 
feedback is welcome at jason at insidemuskegon.com. This has been Inside Muskegon, the podcast featuring Jason Pisecki. Feedback is welcome at InsideMuskegon.com. <laughs>